Hi everyone and welcome to another Firms Consulting Podcast. So today I'm going to talk about the Emerging Fellows Program, a program we started five years ago. And for those of you who are not familiar with the program, it's basically a scholarship program to join our one-on-one coaching program. And it started off with a young lady from Southeast Asia called Sanda, who wrote to me, sent me this long email and said, you know what? I come from this background, I go to university that doesn't have a website, you know, poor background. Um, She had to leave school when her father died because she had no money. She ended up going to this university and somehow landed an interview at BCG through Perseverance. And she had no idea what to do to prepare. And she wanted to know if I would help her and she had no money. And I listened to a story I thought, wow, there's a lady who, you know, people in that circumstance usually don't have the confidence to ask for help. She asked for help. She was polite. Now, based on the email, you could see she's pretty, you know, smart. So we had a few conversations and I decided we'll help her. And obviously, she went on to become the first person in her family to graduate from university, the first person in her university and her country to join the Boston Consulting Group. Um and the first person in that part of the world, or at least the first person in in that part of the world where a a major consulting firm had hired someone. So we built, based on the success we had with her, we decided that, you know what, let's expand this program and make it available to people around the world. And our thinking here was that if the easiest way or the only way to help marginalized or disenfranchised communities is to take members from that community, uh, take them through an educational path, and obviously give them opportunities to make an impact in business. They become successful. They serve as role models for others in their community. Sometimes they go back to the community and they help reinvigorate. And that's been a model we've had. You know, We've had over 30 um, um, um Uh, emerging fellows and it's been a successful program of course since sander we've adapted the program quite significantly when sander wrote us she was she had already secured interviews and it's a question of helping her get in but since then we've started we've started taking people who don't have degrees um, guiding them through going through university and helping them through the entire process and if you look at our website and if you type in a big three, uh, unemployed to big three, we talk about what what I call the Soviet seven, you know, these uh, seven clients from the former Soviet Union who all have roughly the same background and who we guided through into university, into an MBA program and into McKinsey and BCG. Now, what is the value of listening to this podcast? Well, there are two reasons. One is this is naturally an advert for the Emerging Fellows Program in the sense that we want more people to apply to this program. You know, if you live in a part of the world where you have limited choices, you earn an income which is, well, let's assume your family doesn't earn much of an income, um, you have very little opportunities, you have a difficult path ahead of you, but you believe you have potential, you should write to us because we are looking for people who have the drive and ambition but just have no idea what to do. Uh, you know, emerging fellows have come from all over the world, you know, Vietnam, uh, Burma, the Congo, uh, townships in South Africa, slums in Brazil, uh, settlements in the Middle East, 
uh, parts of Eastern Europe, the Roma communities in Romania and Bulgaria. Um, you, you can think of every disenfranchised community in the world, and we've got a graduate somewhere. I mean, at some point, we'll probably put up more details about the graduates so you can see their profiles in more, in more um, granular uh, level. But the point is that we want more people to apply. Now, if you are not um, someone who is a potential emerging fellow, why is this podcast useful to you? Well, what I wanted to do here is maybe talk about just a few lessons. I would say the top three lessons that we've extracted from the emerging fellows that I think is applicable to all clients. And I'm going to extract these lessons primarily from a young lady called Svita, who is a Saka lady. A Saka is a ethnic group from the northeastern Russia, Siberia. And she's our most recent emerging fellow to get into McKinsey in uh, Western Europe, right? I don't think anyone uses the word Western Europe anymore, but let's use that word because we don't want to give away the office where she works. Her profile is unique enough that it'll be easy to identify her. So anyway, three lessons from this lady. Um, to help you understand the lessons of context, grew up in a little village, never left that village throughout her entire life, never traveled outside of the far east of Siberia. Uh, when she contacted us, she had heard about my background in the mining sector. I have worked in resources. I was a resources partner. So I've done resources project, oil and gas, mining all over the world. And she just wanted some help in terms of preparing for an interview at a mine. I mean, I'm surprised she even wrote to me. And I was reading her background and listened to what she was saying. And I said, hey, hold on a second. Why do you want to work at a mine earning $200 a month when you have, a, you know, you've got good grades at high school? You know, you could go to a good university. And we helped her get into what many would consider the most prestigious university in Moscow. And then we helped her uh, apply for a transfer to one of the Grand Ecoles in Paris, which she joined. And two years into undergraduate education, we put her, we made her apply early for a McKinsey interview, which she got invited to. And she, just a few weeks ago, received her full-time offer. So, you know, if you look at what she wanted to achieve and where she ended up, big difference. If you look at the little steps she has to take, it's quite significant. So what are the lessons here? Okay, lesson number one. When you set a goal, it must not be something you can easily achieve with your current capabilities, right? That's the most important thing. A lot of people, when they want to achieve when they want to set goals for themselves, they'll say, hey, hold on a second here, yeah, Michael, you know, uh, th this is my current abilities, and uh, this is what I can achieve. That's a word, that's like a worthless goal, right? If you're setting a goal for yourself, it must be big. It must be so big that you have to reinvent yourself. It, it must be so big you have to reinvent yourself, right? If the goal is so small, that you could achieve it without making any changes to your capabilities and the way you do things, don't pursue that goal. It's worthless. You know, when John F. Kennedy, President John F. Kennedy, the first Catholic president of the United States and arguably the best-dressed president of the United States, um, set the goal of the United States going to the moon, he didn't just say, well, you know, we have the capabilities here, we're going to go to the moon. Imagine if the NASA administrator, I think NASA was formed roughly around that time, said, you know what, President Kennedy... These are all the capabilities we have, so let's just put a man into orbit. What would have happened? We would have put a man into orbit and, you know, what the Russians would have probably colonized the moon by this point, right? The point is, when you set a goal, 
it must be bigger than your current capabilities. If you're setting a goal that's not bigger than your current capabilities, just stop what you are doing, right? So that's lesson number one. In, in all of the emerging fellows cases, we set very big ambitious goals for them. Some of them used to cry and complain. I remember Irina, she used to you know, throw toys out of the cot telling me how difficult it was, how she's suffering, how she's stressful, her hands are trembling and so on. My point is that a lot of times when you mismanage your life, you, you experience these problems. So when your hands are trembling, get more sleep. It's very simple. That'll fix the problem, right? Don't go partying out with everyone. Get more sleep and your hands stop trembling. So a lot of these symptoms that occur when we set up these really ambitious goals can be mitigated if you do a few things, right? Now, that's the first thing. The second one is that the steps to get to your goal is usually going to be quite significant. It's going to be intricate. So let's look at Svita here, right? The lady from the Saka province of um, Russia. We had to first prep her to do an interview in Moscow. Never been to Moscow. Doesn't know what a city looks like, right? We had to get her application forms. Well, I didn't actually get her the application forms. More like gave her the link to the university. She had to find a way, right? I don't want to take credit for things we didn't do. She had to get the application form, fill them out. And obviously, I had to somehow check them. She had to translate them for me. Second, she had to then get in, right, which is difficult. Go for interviews, get her referrals, get in. She then has to find a part-time job because while education is actually free for all intents and purposes, and she did get a scholarship, she doesn't have enough money to survive, so she had to get a job. Then she had to keep her grades up and manage leadership angle. Now, in, in Russia, for whatever reason, leadership is not such a big deal at university. So we had to tell her, look, you've got to think beyond Russia here. You've got to imagine you're going to go to the West one day um, and do your MBA and so on. And they look for leadership. So while all your friends are not doing those things, we want you to keep your grades up, have a part-time job and get involved in extracurricular activities where you are the leader and do something meaningful, right? While she's doing all of that, we then say, okay, now you have to prepare your resume for two years into the future when you're going to apply. Prepare the resume that you want to have in two years and let's work towards it. So she had to do that. Then, close to the application date when we wanted to accelerate our process, we decided that her grades are good enough. She now needs to go and study in a good university. Not that there's anything wrong with the university she was studying at, but for someone who's lived a whole life in this little village somewhere, we wanted to get her more exposure to the West. So we said, okay, the best chance for you is going to Paris, right? Um, so she applied. Difficult to get in. Um, she had to do some supplementary uh, exams to show them she had quantitative skills, which she had to prepare for, sit and write, and she had to pay an extra fee for that. So most of her savings went into that. She, she passed on her second attempt, which is good. She got in. She transferred. Didn't have the money to pay for a plane ticket. She had to work longer hours at a part-time job. Raise the money for a plane ticket. Arrive in Paris, don't have enough money to stay. The university has to put up in a certain location. Again, she has to find a part-time job, doesn't have enough money. But her visa doesn't allow her to work part-time for the first six months. So the first six months, she's really struggling there. You know, no money, nothing. Uh, but focusing on grades and leadership, because that's the elements we gave her to focus on. It was difficult, right? You know, how is she going to be voted the leader of anything when she's from a little village in uh, Siberia? Basic exposure to Moscow. 
at this point, uh, communication skills are good, but not fantastic, right? A lot of work is needed. Somehow she starts her own club, becomes popular, leads that, does some important things. And then in that final few weeks, we decide to say, okay, now you're gonna go in an accelerated application process. Now, can you see all the little steps that are involved there? Most people, getting setting a big goal by itself is hard enough. Once they see all the little steps that are involved, they just give up. They just say, hey, hold on a second, this is too much. I cannot do this. I'm not going to do this. It's too much. Big goals require a lot of intricate movements to get them, and you have to be willing to do that, right? Now, I don't. I couldn't give a rat's bottom if Svita got into McKinsey. McKinsey is just the, it's a staging ground for where she's going to go in the future, right? The goal here is to put her into corporate and hopefully she'll do something amazing there. McKinsey is a staging ground. She got in, big achievement, but it's not like, you know, we say, oh, sweetheart, this is the end. We've done everything. No, now she moves forward. In fact, I'll tell you right now, the day she got in, she wanted to have a party. And I was sending a note saying, okay, you can have a party, but remember, this is not the objective. This is just one of the many little steps you're going to take to getting to where you want to go. So have fun. And, you know, do whatever you need to do. But in two months' time, we're going to speak again about what happens next in your career. And it's not just about being an okay consultant, right? You have to want to have an impact in the corporate world. So that's the second objective. Be be aware that a lot of intricate steps are, are needed and be willing to follow them. The, the third goal here, the third lesson I would say is that never listen to your peer groups. I mean, with all of our emerging fellows, um, recipients, scholarship recipients, if you look at their immediate group of advisors, friends, family, I mean, most of them have never been to university, right? They, they don't understand what it is like to go into four years of studying to get a degree on a piece of paper and then work in some corporate. It's, it's a world that they cannot fathom. Right. Most of these people's parents who are in the Emerging Fellows Program were persecuted and are marginalized. They just don't understand why their children would be allowed to occupy such important roles of power and influence. So one of the things I always guide Emerging Fellows, in fact, one of the first discussions I have with them is that, look, your family is your family, listen to them, but your ambition is your own. And it is okay if you upset people when you have ambition. In fact, the first rule is if you're not upsetting people with your ambition, then, you know, what's the point of having that ambition, right? And so when you have this network of people that you listen to and talk to, make very sure that they are not limiting you. Now, these three lessons apply to all of our clients. Set big goals. Goals that you cannot achieve with your current skill set. Remember that the bigger the goal the more the intricate steps needed to get there. And three, your ambition is your own. You cannot rely on self-reinforcing concepts if the people that will reinforce your ambition happen to have no ambition because then they just reinforce their lack of ambition. They imprint that on you. Now, as always, I'm hoping that we'll get more applications for the Emerging Fellows Program. We have had a lot this year, but we've got, you know, We've, got, we've allocated a bigger budget to that program this year, so I'm hoping that before the year is out, we'll take in 10 new people, and I'm really hoping that we'll have more Americans applying. We've never had a lot of Americans applying, mainly because of the income cutoffs, right? You have to be fairly um, um, 
poor, I would say, and also come from a fairly disenfranchised community to apply. And I think we just never advertise that program as extensively in the US. So hopefully people apply and hopefully they go on to achieve as big things as you know, Sanda, Svita, Irina, and the other graduates of the program. As always, if you have any questions, I'll be more than happy to answer them.